This is a little bit different episode of the Carrotcast, and I am excited about it for a few reasons. But one thing before I introduce Mike Blankenship, our guest here, Mike actually is our latest intern here at Carrot, and there's a very specific reason I'm having Mike come on this Carrotcast, and you guys are going to find out very, very shortly. But one thing, guys, I mean, I, I'm, one of our core values here at Carrot is transparency. And I know uh, I, I want to make sure that I'm sharing my own journey as an entrepreneur um, so people can learn from my mistakes and learn from things that, that, that I'm doing and that I'm doing right and that I'm doing wrong. And uh, yesterday, being honest, was kind of one of those down days as an entrepreneur. And I'm sure you guys have seen that chart, that graph that went viral on Facebook that shows the day in the life of an entrepreneur. And it's just, it's this up, up and down kind of squiggle throughout the day with successes and, and setbacks. And, and, and honestly, yesterday was more of a mental setback than a real setback. And I think we all have those uh, in life. We all have those as an entrepreneur. It's not whether we're going to have them. It's how, we're, how we respond to them. And the first half of the day, I was, I was in a grumpy mood, which is not me. And it was all of my own doing. I, I had way too much booked out in my schedule. Every minute was spoken for. I felt I was failing on some things. I was kind of a little bit stressed out. And I don't really usually get that way. But the second half of the day, and the reason I'm saying this, the second half of the day energized me. And that energy has has led into today, uh, my content day, and I really feel it's going to lead in through this weekend. And I, I really relearned another good lesson yesterday, and it's to make sure that you schedule in things that are within your unique ability. I talk about unique ability on this episode with Mike and several other mental mindset shifts that us as entrepreneurs need to make in order to be insanely happy and insanely successful at what we do. Um, but that mental mindset shift for me was at the end of the day, I had interviews. We were interviewing new people on our team. I love talking to great people. I love collecting people as I'm going to talk about with Mike in this episode. And I love just amplifying people. And those three calls that those prospects that are looking to join Carrot energized me. And it reminded me why I'm doing what I'm doing. So what in your day right now do you need to fit into your day that energizes you? What do you need to do that fits in that is your unique ability, something you're great at that you love to do that energizes It gives you more energy when you're done. Do that. Fit it into your schedule now. Make sure that when you have a down day, your next day is mainly unique ability. So have to fire you back up about why you do what you do. All right. So this episode, once again, is a little bit different. It's a little bit longer, but I think you're going to really enjoy it. And there could be there could be several nuggets that can honestly change your life if you're in the mindset or in the time in the time of your life when this is going to speak to you. So I'm going to welcome in Mike Blankenship, our latest intern here at Carrot. I'm uh, going to introduce you to Mike, and he has some questions for me. He has some questions for me as a newer entrepreneur, mindset stuff, how to blast through stuff, how to find passion and purpose and mission, um, and how did I go do all that, and what is my story? Without further ado, let's get it going. Hey, morning, everyone. Uh, this is Trevor with Carrot, and I've got a, a, a really, really cool Carrot cast coming at you guys uh, today. And we've got our newest team member on the line today. He's actually an intern right now and in his second week or so, but he's been doing some some work for us for a little while on the content side. I'm just really excited to bring on uh, some of our team members over this next year in the Carrot Cast because a lot of times you guys you guys get to hear and get to see me, but there's a, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that are doing some amazing things. We want to bring them as many of them as possible out from behind the scenes and, and uh, have you guys meet them because they've got amazing talents, amazing skills, amazing perspectives. Um, and I just want you guys to 
see what's going on here at Carrot. So on today's, we've got Mike Blankenship. And Mike is actually a senior in college right now, but not for too long. Uh, you guys will get to get to meet him here in a second. He graduates in just a few months. And we're lucky enough to have him on the content team. And um, so it's really fitting, of course, that uh, he's on a podcast since he's on the content team. And a couple of things I really, really enjoy about Mike, and then we'll dive into the convo, is is uh, he, he came in like day one into our Slack channel and was like already making suggestions on ways we can improve things. And uh, he's a good content person himself. So I wanted to bring him on and just have a good conversation and, and just kind of talk about success, kind of talk about um, certain things that him as a person who's just graduating college or just getting going in the business side of things, um, what they can do, you know, what he can do or people like him or people listen to this call can do to uh, kind of cut through some of that learning curve. So, Mike, uh, welcome on the Carrot Cast, man, man, the very first Absolutely. one, dude. I know. I'm super excited to be on. This is just cool. It's my like my first official podcast I get to be on. So it's just really cool. Yeah, yeah man. So, so you've got your own podcast that you started, which is cool. Kind of taking you taking action and getting going like that. But yeah, you know, kind of give people some perspective for for where you are or where you are in life right now. Um, yeah. And uh, and let them know kind of how your journey came to Carrot. So once again, you're an intern now. And then our hope is that it turns into a full-time position here as long as it's a fit for everyone. Yeah. But kind of where you are, where are you at right now in life? Yeah, well, I actually think we have a super interesting story about mm-hmm. how um, our relationship came to be and how this stuff with Carrot. Uh, so to give you an idea, though, all the listeners, I – I started in uh, – I always thought I was going to do like full-time ministry at a church, and I grew up in a, in a Christian household, and so I always thought like that was going to be my thing was doing full-time ministry. And so um, I was pursuing that, and I was following that, and then uh, in, in high school, I followed that, and I, and I actually interned – I'm 23 right now, so I've been out of high school for about four or five years. I actually uh, – followed that dream for about the last three years and was at this church. And I just sort of found out, like, I don't think this is for me. I don't think that this is um, something I want to do. It was it was really high stress. And, uh, yeah, I just started to really wrestle with, like, is that something I want to do? Although I always knew, like, because the church I was a part of was like a new church plant. Mm-hmm. So I always knew I wanted to do something that was, like, sort of entrepreneurial. I actually interned – I started by interning at the the biggest church in town, which, you know, in Klamath Falls, that's like 400 people. Uh, <laughs> but, but regardless, um, I started interning there and I just had this – there was – I struggled to find a place that I could actually make an impact. Um, and that was really hard for me mm-hmm. to be able to c- – because I always – like I'm all about making an impact, you know, and I want to be able to make a difference where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And there it didn't really feel like I could. So I ended up going to this new church plant and investing there. And uh, that was a place I, I was able to make an impact, and that's why I stayed for as long as I did, about three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of, man, December of 2016, I started I, – I was stepping away from that. Um, my wife got pregnant, so I was sort of going through all these changes. I had a friend die that year. It was like the first um, – serious death in my life, Mm. which sort of shook my faith a little bit, made me wonder about, should I be in full-time ministry? Should I, should I do these things and uh, pursue this? Or is there a different direction I need to pursue? So I, at the end of December, I stepped down from the church and started examining, um, you know, it's easy to like let go of one direction, but it's, it's a whole nother thing to find a a new direction, Mm -hmm. you know? So that was something I was really struggling through in the month of December. 
and so I, uh, I left the church and I started looking for, um, a, an outlet for my creative passion. I've always loved writing. I've always loved like content. So I actually messaged out, um, all these, like just to, I, I messaged to a guy I knew, um, who, who does content and said, Hey, can I, can I, uh, write for you or actually I didn't even ask him if I could write for him I just asked him like I, I just wanted to know what he did actually mm -hmm. yeah. I just was like hey man can we meet and you can tell me about what you do because I'm kind of looking for a new direction so I was pursuing that at the time I was also pursuing at OIT the college I go to I was also pursuing a uh, uh, job in their journalism department and um, so I was kind of looking at these opportunities and then I met with the copywriter and he actually offered me a job. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, we kind of met through him uh, because and I'm not I'm still to this day, to be honest with you, Trevor, I don't know why you friended me on Facebook. I'm not sure. <laughs> I still don't know how you heard about me. Um, so I'd be interested in, in hearing about that. But yeah. Uh, yeah um, but anyways, Trevor friended me on Facebook and I knew of Trevor because I had ghostwritten uh, for Trevor through this copywriter guy I'm working for. And then, so I knew about Trevor when he friended me, so I just messaged him. I was like, hey, dude, can we, uh, like, give me a job? <laughs> no, I, I didn't say it quite so straightforward, but I just said, hey, man, um, like, I, I like what you're doing. I'm a ghostwriter. And mm -hmm. um, I evidently, it sounds like I stepped in at the exact time that you needed uh, content person, yep. which is just, it's so funny how that happens. You know, mm. that seems to happen so often. Um, and, and, so, yeah, and, and just yeah. so people know too, so that, that content guy he's talking about is actually Aaron Orndorff, who yeah. we've had on a, an episode of the carrot cast and Aaron helps, helps us with some content strategy. He helps, he helps us with, with writing some content. And, and that's one of the things that we're never going to be shy about sharing what we do behind the scenes here. And not all of the articles that, that we've written in the past six months that have my name on them, I actually wrote. Um, yeah. uh, the ones, you know, previous to that, they, they were for the most part written by me, but I'm a part of the strategy on all of them, but then making sure we've got great people to then push them forward and make it happen. And that's where, that's where Mike came in. So yeah, I, I didn't even know it, but you had already written for us. And I had no clue. Right, right. Dude, so to kind of, yeah. to kind of answer your question about, about, um, why I friended you up, dude, one thing that's, that's kind of a philosophy of mine. I don't really, I, I don't really buy fancy things or like, I'm not a collector of any particular anything, but what I am a collector of, of is people. And, uh, and I just really, really love finding great people and people that seem like they've are, they are, they're either doing amazing things or they have potential. And I saw the same thing with Aaron when him and I met over a year ago. I'm like, he's a college, uh, you know, teaching at college, doing this great content, barely has a business that's really at that time wasn't really making much revenue, but I saw a lot of potential in him. And of course now he's yeah. blown, he's blown up. And, um, and same thing. That's, I, I can keep on going down the line with people here at care or just people in my life. And that was it, man. I saw that as an opportunity. Yeah. I just, I saw him, he shared an article that you had written. I'm like, huh, okay, let's okay. check this out. I'm like, you know, I saw you went to OIT and you're a college kid. And I'm like, well, sweet. That's he's, he's a younger guy and goes to the college that I went to. And it looks like him and Aaron know each other. And just reading through some of the comments, I saw that you guys are probably working together. And I'm like, right. well, let's, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, let's connect, man. Cause I knew I was going to be down in Klamath Falls a couple weeks after that. So that's one thing I'm always, always, always doing. 
Always, That's cool, man. Always yeah. looking out for people, trying to collect people, even if it just means to a good relationship and not working together. So Yeah, and that's probably for you. That's probably even to the degree that it's like even if you're not necessarily looking for someone to hire, mm-hmm. it's probably something you keep an eye out for all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like if you yeah. see – I mean you collect people, you know, and, yeah. uh, and that's kind of an all-the-time thing. So yeah, yeah that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so um, yeah, so, so, so wrap up kind of kind – of, the, the, the end of that story there, once can we connect with your Aaron magic, of course you're here now, but, um, so why, why did you decide to, to decide to take an internship with us? And then I know you've got some questions and I really want to have a great conversation with oh, you, but yeah that's, a, yeah, that's a good question, dude. Cause actually at the time that this was going on, I, so I have the thing that I do for Aaron, which mm-hmm. is still like, I mean, I could, once I'm done, cause I'm, I'm, uh, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm stopping school after this term and, uh, and also I work at a coffee shop. So I'm going to quit those two things and that's going to free up a lot of my time. So mm-hmm. one of the big questions I've been asking myself is, um, you know, what am I going to do with that time? And one of the Aaron working for Aaron um, was one of the opportunities I could go and I could, and I could do freelance writing. I could probably find some more clients and write for them. Um, so that was one option. And then I had another option with, um, a guy named Cody who I just sort of met in this, uh, a sort of a similarly funny way, just kind of through small talk and then him throwing ideas at me. Uh, and basically he wanted me to come on board and do, uh, start this Facebook ads business with him. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was another opportunity I had at the time. And, uh, and so those were like two and then, and then this thing with carrot came along. And so I had this, um, difficult weighing and, and trying to decide like what's going to be best, what, which direction should I pursue? Cause I'm the, <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that'll try and pursue all three, you know, yeah. like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, throw any of those out the window, you know, and just pursue one. Cause what if like I pursue one and then that one falls through and then I'm stuck and I uh, left the other two people hang. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I'm the kind of person who like, I got to pursue all three. And, um, so I, and I actually, I did that for the last, I don't know, probably a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, just like, actually, this is like three days ago. I just went to the Facebook ads guy and told him I wasn't going to have time for it. And that was really for me, the reason that I did that, because actually like I've been talking to that guy and it seemed like there could be a decent amount of money in it, you know? Um, and so, so it wasn't because there wouldn't be money in it. It was because every time I thought about like doing Facebook ads, I just would ask myself in five, five years down the road, uh, do I want to say to people, oh, yeah, I do Facebook ads. And I, and I didn't. I don't know what it is about that. I just didn't want to I, – I guess I just didn't want that to be my thing, you know. Um, yeah. and, uh, and it's just not something I'm passionate about. So I kind of – I just came to terms with that and said, yeah, I don't think that that this is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I had the two left with Aaron and then – Uh, carrot and i'm still sort of in a position right now where trying to decide between the two or or at least how to balance the two um carrot right now is like easily my first option i'm not just saying that because i'm on the podcast um and and, and then you go on aaron's podcast he doesn't have one i swear aaron's is my my number one i swear it's not no (laughs) i'm messing with you (laughs) is my first option yeah exactly Uh. so 
um, yeah, carrot though, like, and and just being honest with you, what I like about carrot is um, I like that you guys, from what I can tell, it seems like you guys really want to not only give like. Um, like you don't just tell people to do something. You don't tell your employees, "Hey, can you get this done?" But you give them the authority and and the responsibility with that comes with that task, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm really big on. Is is I don't like when people, you know, come to me and say, "Hey, get this done in exactly this way and this and this." And if you alter from my path even a little bit, you're in trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you guys come and you kind of say, "Hey, get this done in whatever way you get that done." At least this is the sense I've gotten so far, Trevor. Yeah. Um, what whatever way you get that done is okay uh and and just use your creative brain juices and and flex your muscles a little bit and have fun with it you know and that's the other thing is like you guys are and and that's and it comes back to this question for me what it came down to was like in 10 years um do i like do i want to work be working as a ghostwriter you know and i know that the ghostwriting could probably evolve into like um more more direct stuff where I'm actually writing under my own name but um and so there was like do I want to be a ghostwriter in 10 years or would I like to be working at content strategy uh at carrot in 10 years Mm -hmm. you know and and right now where I'm at I'm I think that the the latter is the most appealing to me Mm -hmm. being able to say yeah I I'm a content strategist at a at carrot like that's just and and i like the idea too of that i think the downside for me to freelance writing is that you have um you have so many and, and i've already experienced this with the ghost writing because aaron writes for a lot of different companies as you probably know mm-hmm. but um y- your passions get so split up and mm-hmm. so uh, yeah just like and you don't have any one direction like oh i'm just gonna like for carrot uh it's like i'm gonna do real estate you know, uh, but with when you, when you ghostwrite or freelance write, man, you're writing about a ton of different things. And so I like the idea of having a few different things you write about and knowing those really, really, really well. Yeah. And then just being sort of the expert in that area. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, so, yeah, that's where I've come to with Carrot. And I'm uh, and I you know where I'm at right now. I think you know this, but I'm hoping it turns into something full time. And uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I think we're having a really good time with it. Sweet man, and I, I kind of want to un- unpack something that you mentioned there, because um, you mentioned that, that one of the things that kind of attracted you is just in this past week and a half to two weeks working with us, um, you me giving giving you guys kind of the authority uh, and, and leeway to go do what you need to do. And that's something, honestly, dude, that's, that's not something that came natural to me and still I'm working on it. It's not something I'm, I'm going to say that I've solved. Um, and I, and I really do enjoy it when, when we have team members that challenge me on that, because as, as an entrepreneur who at one time was a solo entrepreneur and you do everything, you know, you're like doing everything. And then, and then you bring on your yeah. first person, which I've talked about this in the carrot cast, you bring on your first person, then your next person. For me, there was always this, this struggle with how do I let things go? And, and at a certain point, probably a year and a half ago, I realized that there's no way I was going to attract a players and there's no way I was going to, um, grow this organization in this platform that we have to deliver our message, uh, in a way, unless I attracted a players cast a vision, but allowed them to, 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 to march forward with helping us achieve that vision the best way that they saw fit, not necessarily the way that I saw fit. Um, and, yeah. uh, and that's, it's like, it's still a struggle. Even that conversation we had in Slack yesterday, you know, it was a perfect opportunity for where in the past I probably would have jumped in and, and gave my answer, 
you know, and, yep. and, and still even in that moment, like, I think I typed up half of my answer, then I deleted it. I'm like, right, I'm going to step back and I just, I have to do that. And I need to let them kind of figure it out. And then, yeah. and then of course yeah. you, you asked that question. You said, well, I think the issue here is just that, you know, the bottlenecks for us being able to make the decision, I'm like, awesome, you guys do it. But here's kind of, here's my goal. Like, as, as long as we march toward this goal, you guys do whatever the heck you guys need to do to nail that. And I trust you guys that you will. Um, yeah. So it's, it's really cool you brought that up because like I said, that is a struggle of mine and I, I continue to need to be challenged. So I appreciate them. I appreciate you on that. Yeah, that's definitely some, my, uh, I struggle with too is like, I mean, I think that's, I think that's like a really, um, I think that'll ring true for most entrepreneurs, you know, mm-hmm. because as an entrepreneur, you, you like to start new things and you want, and you want it to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know? And, and a lot of times it's hard to trust mm-hmm. anyone other than yourself uh, with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, so, so last week I was at OIT doing a talk there. Um, you and Brendan from the team were there and we chatted after that. And that's kind of how this podcast came to be. And you had some, you had some stuff like, man, some of the stuff is really good podcast stuff. And you had some questions too. <laughs> and I know you shot over some questions that we have some little talking points on, but dude, I'd, I'd love to dive into any of this. And I'm going to kind of toss over to you now and, and have you kind of start and, and toss some of these questions at me and we'll just have a good conversation back and forth. And I really think that the people are going to get some nuggets out of this that could change the game for them. I mean, it may not change anything for them, but it could completely <laughs> change the game for them if one of these nuggets is going to hit them where they are today. So uh, take yeah. it away, dude. What, 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 awesome. what do you want to chat about? Yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, I'm excited too. I think that, uh, you I have a feeling that your answers to these are going to be awesome. Not to, uh, set you up and, <laughs> and say like, man, you got to have some killer answers, but yeah. um, just knowing you, I, I think it's going to be interesting. So I, I just wanted to start with, um, your sort of generally, how long is, how long has, uh, first tell me how long has carrot been going? Is it mm-hmm. two or three years? Yeah, so so last year, 2016, was our third full year officially. Um, the idea started way back. I mean, the idea probably started five or six years ago okay. um, in a previous company of mine. And it was this little side project. It was the biggest pain in the butt. It didn't make money. It lost money. It was something I created just to to serve the people. You know, we, we, it's like, hey, there were no good websites out there for investors, and let's just make a quick WordPress theme and just give it to you and just pay us 10 bucks a month in hosting, which is the worst idea ever. Um, but the business, we turned it into a business, um, at the start of 2014. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so over that whole, I mean, even back to like when it was just an idea that five years of time, just between (laughs) then and now in the whole entrepreneur, um, timeline of that, of this uh, company growing and now becoming pretty successful, uh, would have been like the two or three biggest setbacks that Mm -hmm. you had. And how did you deal with those? Dude, it's good, good questions. I mean, there's there's been from the outside, I think people look at any success story, you know, as like it was always this straight climb up, right? And yeah, and that's kind of like I want to bring that reality out. You yeah. know, it's not just this straight climb up. It's yeah. not at all. It's it's like the stock market ticker. You know, where you, you you hope that the trend is upward over the long term, but there's definitely peaks and valleys and stuff, and and that's how we've gone. So, dude, the two biggest setbacks. Um, I. I don't think that there's been like an event that, that hit us and we're like, man, this thing was this monstrous uh, financial setback or this monstrous morale setback or something like that. I think the biggest setbacks or the things that slowed us down um, were honestly, well, the biggest one was me, which sounds kind of funny. 
Um, the biggest one was me for sure. And just kind of piggybacking on a previous combo there was, was me not making the conscious decision to, to be a leader earlier. Um, I, I, I think, I think a lot of entrepreneurs inherently think that we are leaders. You know, we think, Hey, I am a leader because I stepped out and I did this thing on my own. And, and while you probably are a leader among your, your peers at that time, your friends from college or whatever, what I quickly, what I quickly discovered was that I was not a leader to those directly around me. I was a practitioner and I happened to write the checks and make the decisions, but I wouldn't say that I was a leader. So, um, yeah, it wasn't until probably a year to year and a half ago that I made a conscious decision to, to be a leader. And that meant me stepping back really casting vision, having a clear vision for the company that everyone could rally around, um, taking ownership of certain things that I was just kind of, well, this person kind of is in charge of that anyway, and I'm just going to have them do it. But if certain things would happen or they weren't going toward the vision, I wasn't taking ownership of that. That's you know, leaders need to take ownership of, well, shoot, that's my fault for not casting the vision. That's why we didn't go in the right direction. Right. Um, and then about six months ago, I, I hired on a leadership coach. So he comes in here every single Tuesday, not cheap at all. Um, and that's been a massive, massive thing for me in the company. So not becoming a leader earlier, conscious leader was, it was a biggie. Um, if I would have done that years, if I would have done that way back when we'd be faster growing and better company, uh, all around, um, hmm. dude, the, the, the next thing, as far as a setback, um, hmm. yeah, same thing. We, we've been so fortunate so far, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure something something else specific will pop up in my brain, but I, I think in general, dude, we've we've been so 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 fortunate. Um, That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So just sort of your own um, junk, kind of like that you that you uh, brought along with you is what you feel was the the main setback then. Yeah, in in all of the wake that that causes, you know, it's yeah. it goes it goes every which way direction. I mean. If, if you as a leader are unorganized and stuff like that, which I'm not the most organized person, and you don't get highly organized people around you earlier and lead them, then the whole company is going to be unorganized. And there were just like a whole lot of these things that happen at the beginning. But I, I think some of that, dude, you, it happens in a startup, right? So um, I think if you think that the startup is going to be going to be perfect from day one, um, you're you're really, really fooling yourself. And, and yeah, anyway, it's, it, it's a yeah, fun I, journey. I think that like um, you showed that chart with the up and down uh, is left to right up and down mm -hmm. chart. And, um, I think that was that really showed uh, just the journey of entrepreneurship isn't this isn't this straight line up, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and you 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 can't go into it with that expectation. Yeah. Right. Or you're going to quit. You have yeah. to go in with this expectation that, look, there's going to be times where I just don't even want to do this anymore, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and where you're so discouraged, you want to give up. And, and the people – and you talked about this too, which this was really powerful. The people who don't give up are the people who succeed. Mm -hmm. A lot of times that – in fact, a lot of times that's the only difference Yeah, is that um, they didn't give up. And, and dude, that's, that's so big. At, at the top of our stairs in our office, I think on, in that presentation, we'll find some way to maybe put some of the slides or some of the pictures in, in the show notes of this episode. Just go to carrotcast.com. Uh, carrotcast.com. Find this episode with Mike, and then we'll put the, put the pictures of the stuff for slides in the show notes. 
But at the top of our stairs in the offices, we have this ginormous canvas that I had made. Um, and we're, we're always trying to set the, the, the mental tone of all of us. You know, I honestly do it for myself because uh, I know that I need these trigger points everywhere around me to remind me of certain things. And that one says never give up. Like in these ginormous words right at the top of the stairs, you cannot enter the loft without seeing that thing straight in your face. And it says, um, yeah, never give up um, uh, just because the time, I'm going to butcher it, but something like never give up just because the time it will take to succeed or something like that. And yeah, that graph you mentioned, man, I found it online. It's, it's, I think it's something about the, the day in the life of an entrepreneur. And a lot of people have seen it. It kind of went viral, but where it's like, like you said, it's just up and down in the morning. It starts off like with an up. It's like, man, you know, I'm ready to tackle the day. And then you have this setback. It's like, ah, and then this other thing. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, I, I wouldn't say that, that I'm manic in that way where my days are that way. Uh, I think in general, over the course of a year, it definitely is like that. Uh, yesterday, and this is just being real, man. Yesterday probably yeah. was a day like that where, it, and that's not too often in my world. Um, yesterday was a day like that where, um, I, I had gotten way too scheduled out yesterday. I mean, like every minute of my day was spoken for. And if what? I, in, yeah, and if I went over on any of them, I was like shot in the foot and I have these projects and this and that. And it just kind of was one of those days that it caught up with me, you know, it caught up with me and I'm like, damn, and yeah. the first half of the day, and I don't really get stressed out much. The first half of the day I was, I was decently stressed out and then I released it. And this is a good lesson for me and for everyone. Uh, I talk about unique ability a lot and you know, you know, when you're working within your unique ability, when you do, when, when, when you have more energy after you're done doing those things and when you started and I had interviews with new team members. So we interviewed three people yesterday and I interviewed four more people on Friday. Dude, I got done with those interviews and I was like fired up. And it, all, like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's like all, all of the all of the, the crap from the rest of the day that had like I was in a bad mood and I had to apologize to my team members. I'm like, I'm sorry, I was not in the best mood yesterday. And that's all on me. I take ownership of it. And, uh, but I got really energized at the end of the day with these interviews. So it's just a really good reminder to make sure that we find that unique ability and fit those things every single day into our life. Cause they are what charge us at, in our work. Yeah. Yeah. That's such like a, that can be such a, um, hard thing to do too. I think like mm -hmm. not just finding what it is, but like once you know what it is, <clears throat> cause I know for myself, I know, I, I'm similar to you in, in a lot of ways, Trevor, um, in terms of like the interviews and the talking to people like that sort of stuff is I love that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. that just gets me going. Um, and but what's interesting is like how how and you're probably better at this than I am, but how often I don't find the time for those things in a day, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and and even, and I know that if I do them, um, I'm going to feel better and be happier. But for some reason, I, I a lot of times don't do them and mm -hmm. I don't, you know, or, or I, or I think, you know, I kind of live in the urgency realm where everything's mm -hmm. urgent and I, I just do what's urgent, you know, sometimes. And, uh, and I think that can be really damaging to people. So that's really interesting yep. that you say that. Um, and on, on the urgency thing, man. So we've talked about this on a few episodes of the Caracast. If you're watching the video version of this, I'm showing this little daily productivity sheet here. Uh, you guys can download that. We've talked about it a few times at oncarrot.com forward slash productivity. Um, oncarrot.com forward slash productivity or uh, in the show notes here, we'll put it. But with this, man, at the bottom of this sheet, it right there, I, it, I, didn't feel, I haven't filled it out yet today. 
but it has um, oh, yeah. list of things to do, high importance, low urgency. So those are things that you should be doing. And then over here are low um, importance, high urgency. And those are things we should be mm-hmm. delegating. So the very first thing in the day uh, should be kind of going through that, that, that framework and that list. And there's always these things we've got to get down, but we need to make sure we're working on the important stuff and the stuff that's not important but urgent. Find a way to delegate or outsource it as yeah. you can. Because I understand not everyone's in a spot where you can delegate everything right now. Um, but we all started in a spot. I started with just me and then one person, now 10 and soon to be 15. And so, But we've got to really keep conscious of that. Uh, do the second thing, kind of on, on what, what you were talking about there with not finding the time of the day. And, yeah. and this is something that I've learned over the years because I didn't either. I didn't either four or five years ago. The reason for me why I did not find the time of the day, oftentimes for the things that charged me up that I was really good at, that were my unique abilities, but charged me up, it's because mentally I couldn't figure out how I could make money with them. Because you know, to, to me, the stuff that made me money was the stuff that I was good at. You know, good at marketing yeah. implementation, writing emails, yeah. um, good at writing articles, good at doing SEO, the practitioner work of it, good at doing all that stuff. It made me money. When I did that, it made me money, but it dragged my energy down. But I love doing interviews like this. I love um, working with our team. I, I love I love strategy. I love I love strategy. I really don't like the implementation of it. It just drags me down. Yeah. Um, I love finding people and, and, and amplifying them. But at that time, I'm like, how am I going to make money doing that stuff? Yeah, I can't just do a bunch of interviews and, and like, how am I going to make money doing that? And, um, yeah. you know, it's like, I just do a bunch of videos. I mean, the articles are what's working for us for getting SEO rankings. And, yeah. um, well, someone's got to implement the marketing. So if that drags me down and no one on the team is here to do it, how am I going to have more time to do what I love to do? And right. that was just being intentional going, okay whipping out a piece of paper and I've talked about this in some episodes, whipping out a piece of paper. Uh, I use this, I use this exercise all the time, put a vertical line down the middle on the right side. It's the things that drag me down and I don't like about my work on the left side. It's, you know, things that, that I love about my work and that I'm great at. And yeah. or you can, it doesn't matter which side, just draw, draw a damn line in the middle and then split them out. And then the stuff that's on the side that drags you down, you're not that good at, you're not world-class at, or you couldn't be, or you don't want to be. Those are the things you need to start start shuttling off to someone else as soon as you can. And that's when I hired Alex. So two years ago, I'm like, man, all this marketing implementation stuff, it has to get done to make money. I can't, I can't just go and start doing interviews all day. Um, right. <laughs> this has to get done to make money. But if, yeah. so if I can find this person who can implement, who's a high follow through, who can fall through and finish stuff, they can do this stuff and make sure we get it done. I can still do strategy. Now it's going to free me up to do more of this other stuff. And you just kind of like one by one start tackling that stuff. So Brendan, when Brendan came aboard, it's like, I, I'm doing way too much of this content marketing structure stuff. It drags me down. I'm not good at it. I was a bottleneck. Um, I, I need to find a person to plug in here who's a high follow through, who enjoys this stuff. So I can pull back and do the stuff I enjoy. So it's not like a light switch. It's stair-stepping, being very intentional, finding the things you're not good at that are dragging you down um, and are dragging the company down and plugging people in one at a time. And then you just slowly... Changing your time from from ten percent or twenty percent of you doing within your unique ability to forty to fifty to seventy. Yeah. You're probably not going to get over ninety, but I think right. I think everyone could get to seventy to eighty percent of your time working within your unique ability. Yeah, and I think what you just said right there is also super important. That like yes, you want to spend um, as much time as possible doing. 
um, what it is that you love and what it is that recharges you. But it's not always going to be just easy stuff, and there's gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna still have to do stuff that stinks, yep. right? Like yep. there's always going to be that stuff that uh, that you don't want to do, but you just have to get done, and that's just part of that's part of uh, the struggle of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Is you just you have to deal with it. It's you know? it's life, man. It's not even it's it entrepreneurship. Is. It's life. Like yeah. I wish I didn't have to brush my teeth every day or take a shower. Like <laughs> I, I wish it was just done and it happened. You know, yeah. I wish I didn't have to pick up. Um, uh, the house or pick up after the kids or myself or any of that stuff. I wish I didn't have to do any of that stuff, but it's just the crap, <laughs> the crap work in life that, that you've got to do, or I consider, I don't like to do it. Some people love to do that stuff. So if you love to do it, brush your teeth all day long, but you know, it's just, I, I would rather get to living the life instead of cleaning up around my mess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that you're right. It is, it is totally life. That's just how it goes. There's always going to be stuff you don't want to do, but you mm-hmm. have to do. So you talk about this idea and you're kind of hitting, you've been kind of hitting on it too, but this idea of like having a purpose, having a mission. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that sort of ties in with what you're saying now with, um, like, uh, find what you love to do, what recharges you. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause that, that kind of ties into this idea of purpose. And so I was just curious and, and that's also, um, I don't know if you have the mission statement for Carrot nearby or anything. I think it'd be kind of interesting to um, share that if you do, but if not, yeah. that's cool. Um, but the just like walk through for someone who – well, how do we want to do this? First, like, okay, maybe first um, tell us why purpose mm-hmm. is so important to yeah. a business and then um, how do you go about finding that? for your yep. business. And then maybe thirdly, like, how do you choose? Cause, cause it seems like this idea of purpose needs to come before you actually start a business, right? Like mm-hmm. you need to know who you are before you figure out what you're going to do about it. Um, and so like, how do you decide on a business type or model that is going to, uh, work, uh, within your purpose? Dude, that's, we, we that's do a, a super long, no, right? Like, no, that's, I, yeah. I, dude, I, I totally get where you're coming from. So I'm going to answer that. And I think we should honestly do an entire episode on purpose because th- that's something oh, that dude, we could, is, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, is so big because you know, we can talk about marketing strategy and all this stuff all day long. But to me, if, 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 if you don't have a purpose that, that a reason to get out of bed in the morning, none of that's going to matter. And I'll kind of start the answer with this story. So, um, I, uh, two stories. So the first story is, um, I watched this documentary and it was on, on Netflix or something like that. And it's, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but it's called the happiest people on earth or whatever it is. I don't know. And, um, and basically it was this study. It was a study where these people went all around the world to places where people were living a long, long time. They were over in Japan, like in the city where it's the highest average lifetime. And it was some absurd number. It was like 89 or 90 years old was the average time that these people lived. And then there was this island off of Italy that was very similar. And then there was this. And then then they found these people who were 110 years old, 102 years old. And just like, they're going, how did you live so long? You know, and and, and what, what led to that and also what led to the happiness and, and all of them had different answers, dude. Like one guy was in England and he was like 102 years old and he, he had a job and he washed cars at a plumbing business. Like that's what he did was wash their vehicles and for a job. Yeah. Um, wow. and he, he smoked, he smoked like a, a chimney and he didn't drink water. He gave up water 30 years ago and he only drinks beer. So like, and this is a guy who has been smoking, has been smoking since he could, could smoke. 
and been drinking beer and no water for 30 years, yet he's older than most people. So like you ask him the question, he said, well, I have something to get get out of bed for every day. Um, you know, I, he loves running. So he, he ran his first marathon when he was like 80 or 90. And, uh, he ran a marathon on that, on that, um, that, that documentary. And of course he stopped, like he's nine, he's a hundred and whatever years old. So he stopped like every two miles and, and had a, a smoke and a beer. It's like, um, <laughs> but, oh my gosh. but he said, I had something to get out, get out of the, get out of the bed in, in the morning for, so he would right. do his exercises. He would enjoy life and he would wash cars. Like that was his version of it. Uh, you know, this other gal, uh, she, she was an older gal here in the U S somewhere. And she said, you know, it was, it was, it was all God, you know, it was like, it was by the grace of God. And I got up every day to serve God. And then this other person's like, I'm an atheist, but I, I, it happened for me because I got up every morning. I love writing. I love literature. And she wrote books. She wrote her first book when she was 70 or 80. And the thing that all of them had had in common was they all had something that they very purposefully got that very purposefully got them out of bed. No, none of them got out of bed. And, and just kind of would, would meander through life. They all were excited about something. Okay. So that's one thing. That's a huge wow. deal. Yeah. So kind of me going back through my version of that, um, kind of similar, man, where you, you had a, um, a friend pass away. It was, a, uh, one of my bro- brother's best friends, but I grew up with him, knew him insanely well. Uh, he passed away when he was 34 years old. He had three kids at the time. And this is just very timely because I'm 34 and I have three kids at the moment. And uh, this was shoot five, five or six years ago that this happened. I think it was 2011, maybe 2012, something like that. But um, he passed away, man. And it was like a really sudden thing. So he was in his backyard, you know, on a Sunday. Uh, he had a good job. Um, he's in, a, in, in his backyard just gardening, you know, and him and his wife were talking about retirement and what they'd be doing over, you know, 20, 30 years out. And, and little did he know he, he wasn't going to come, come home for dinner that night. You know, he, he didn't make it in, he didn't make it in the house. He uh, had a brain aneurysm mm. and just instantly gone. So for one second, you've got this lively person that's planning for their life for 20, 30 years, the next second they're gone. And it really puts things into perspective and you go, man, I'm not going to be here forever. You know, I really hope I'm here for a long, 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 long time, but I might not be here tomorrow. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here messing with all this crap in my brain that's holding me back from doing what I want to do. That's holding me back from enjoying life to the fullest. That's holding me back from being the best father, the best husband. I can be the best friend, the best son, the best brother. And, and, and I'm doing all this crap and Nick now no longer has any minutes to live. And from that moment on, you know, I kind of, uh, I, I kind of had almost like anytime I was wasting time, not living in my purpose, I was like, man, I'm wasting Nick's time. You know, that's kind of how I switched it in my brain. And uh, it was just yeah. the weirdest thing. So for finding purpose, dude, for probably, I mean, for my, my whole entrepreneurial career, everyone always tells you, you need to find your purpose. There's entire home study courses on how to find your purpose, which, cause everyone wants to be purposeful. Everyone wants to know that they have a purpose here, that they're not just planted on this earth. And then there's just, there, there's no reason why they're here. And then poof, they're gone. You know, there's just, I think everyone wants purpose in their life. 
And we all beat ourselves up over finding this amazing purpose that you can put on the wall. And uh, and everyone's going to walk in and go, man, that's a pretty cool purpose. You're a pretty good person. Yeah. yeah. Like a, man, yeah. that purpose is sweet, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I was pressuring myself for that. And I thought my purpose at the time was to to create a million entrepreneurs and all this kind of stuff. And, mm. and um, honestly, I mean, I really love entrepreneurship as the vehicle. I think also entrepreneurship is one of the most destructive forces to an individual if you do it wrong. And it's, it might sound weird, but, um, you know, entrepreneurship, if done wrong, can, can completely destroy a person. And, uh, for me, I was kind of in that phase where I had this business I built, you know, I had, I had, I had, had, had full control over it. I was making good income, but I was less happy than probably almost everyone around me. No one knew it. And, um, and it was just because of the crap in my brain that I had, I had put so much pressure on myself to find this purpose. I'd put so much pressure on myself to build this amazing company. I put so much pressure on myself to build a business based on my passion. Like everyone says, you know, cash in on your passion. I've heard that like a million times. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there going, man, I have all these passions. I love golf. I love, you know, mountain biking. I love this. I love that. My, I don't love real estate. I'm not passionate about real estate. Never have, never will be. I love real estate as a vehicle to help you do something, a vehicle for wealth building, things like that. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was like banging my head against the wall. How do I build a business based on my passion? And I just couldn't find it. I, I couldn't find it. And so that's the first thing, dude. You got to, first of all, recognize and realize that you do not have to build a business around your passion. Your business should fuel your passion though. And okay. those are completely distinctively different things. Yeah. So uh, building a business around your passion could be, hey, you love gardening. You're going to go out there and garden all day long. But the thing is, as soon as you start to professionally do what your passion is, oftentimes you hear from people that they start to not love that passion as much as they did before, because now it's tied to a transaction. It's not tied to the love of the craft. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm so passionate about building businesses that fuel your passion. So being really, really intentional about, okay, here's what I'm passionate about. I'm going to structure a business that will help me and our team members do X and if it doesn't, I'm not going to do it. Like you, you just can't, you can't waver on it. There's no compromise. There. No compromise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The second thing, dude, is, is this is in 2012. Um, I, I had way too much stuff going on and it's really, really hard uh, with all that clutter in your brain. It's really, really hard to, to let the big things come to you. Yeah. When you have it all almost these... becomes like an unhealthy sanctuary, right? Exactly. You just kind of stay in. Yeah. Exactly. So you have all this small stuff cluttering up letting the big things in the important things in and so in that time period after after nick had passed i'd kind of had that little mortality moment i'm like i've got to get real with myself um i sold my half of my previous company which which i had made myself into a role that i didn't enjoy my business partner is amazing i'm going to be seeing him next week where we still see each other you know two or three times a year he lives across the country um he's amazing i had nothing to do with him our customers were great had everything to do with the way that i had built my role in there around things that were not my unique ability um and i just needed a separation so i sold my half of that company to get mental separation more than anything um i also divested from a couple investments to get mental separation i was like i was trying to clear the plate mentally um, yeah, and then, totally. and then what I did was I'm like, you know what? I gave myself permission. I was driving one day. I'm like, so this year, you know, I'm going to be tackling something this year and I'm going to be really focusing on one big thing and focus on my passion and, and, and nail my purpose. I'm like, man, I don't even know what my purpose is. And I, I, I gave myself permission one day. I'm like, you know what? Um, I don't think I have to find my purpose. 
let, 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 let me make my purpose this year, 2012. Let me make my purpose just to do the best that I can possibly do as a human being in everything. Um, yeah. And, and I looked back and I'm like, so what was I not doing the best I could do? I wasn't being the best husband. I wasn't being as clean as I should be. I wasn't yeah. this, that. Um, I wasn't being the best entrepreneur because I had way too many things going on. So I'm like, well, shoot, what if I could just focus on one business idea for a year? Just give me a year. I'm just going to focus on one business idea for a year. Let me see what it, let me see if we can get traction. Um, you know, so that was mid 2012 through, you know, 2013, end of 2013 is what ended up being about a year and a half. Um, and then that's what sparked Carrot. Actually, in the fall of 2013, yeah. and we turned it into an official carrot business in 2014. Yeah. Um, so that was let me let me unpack that one thing. The yeah. I think the like most practical thing you just mentioned right there that this really hits home for me is uh, this idea of like stopping trying to find your purpose and just trying to do everything as best you can. Like that seems that is so practical to me. In fact, I've been implementing that in my own life recently. Trying, you know, I like I literally looked at my drawer one day. I was like, "That's not clean. I'm gonna fix that." Because you, I mean, you said that in the speech at OIT yeah. as well. And that is that is so practical. I think for people listening too is this idea that, um, like, you don't you don't. It's it's that whole. Uh, weird thing in life where you have to stop looking to find it you mm -hmm. know you have to stop really thinking about what your purpose is in order to discover what it is and mm -hmm. i think that is like super practical for people something that they can take away and do is just just do like this you know maybe the next month even the next three months next six months um just commit to doing everything that you do the best you possibly can. And mm -hmm. don't think too much about like what it is you're doing. Oh, I, I've, you know, I don't like this. Maybe you do like it and you just haven't given your mind the chance to enjoy it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I just wanted to point that out because I think that's a super practical uh, takeaway. Dude, I, I love it. And kind of one, one thing that happened to me d during that phase too is I, I actually started to appreciate the finer craft of those, of doing those little things right. Where before yeah. I, I would like despise, I, I would despise washing my dish, you know, after dinner because <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I grew up in a way to where, I mean, I love my mom to death, but she like did everything for us, you know, right. and, and right. I, I would, we would just, she'd do dinner. Then it was my dad just put his dish in the sink and it wasn't washed. So we all did. And it was me, me and me and yep. two of my brothers. And so I kind of had grew up, grown up in that environment. My mom was just so loving and so caring and she had taken care of the family. And yeah. I, I gave myself excuses as an adult that, well, that's just the way that I am. And so, you know, I, I should be allowed to have, have certain kind of messy things in my life because that's the way that I am, you know? Right. And this it's total, I am. Yeah. total BS, man. It's complete BS. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Yeah. And, right. And so, so you mentioned there the dresser drawer thing. And I've mentioned this in some other episodes before, but as soon as I decided that, um, yeah, I, I started finding myself during my days noticing when I was not doing the best I could. And you mentioned the dresser thing. I opened up my dresser drawer one day and, and I would usually clean it once a quarter because it would just get so insane <laughs> to try to find my t-shirts. And, uh, and then it'd be a mess pretty quickly. Right. But then I opened it up one day and yeah. I'm like, man, this, this isn't cool. Cause if I have to look for 20 seconds to find a damn shirt, like imagine <laughs> just, just this clutter that's happening. So I, yeah. I took everything out of there, got rid of half of my shirts, folded them up, printed shirts on the left, plain shirts on the right. Like one of these, this one came out of the right side of my drawer today, man. And, um, <laughs> and it's been like that ever since. So my well, and it was, yeah. And you mentioned that idea of like, when you saw the drawer, you just thought, Oh, that's not the best I can do. You and know, and you look at now. the closet. 
Right. I'm going to fix that right now. Oh, closet's dirty. That's not the best I can do. You know, and that, I mean that, dude, I love that because that applies to everything in life. Mm -hmm. Like, is this, is this the best I can do? Mm -hmm. You know, like that is such a practical, awesome question to ask yourself. And then then what happened, man, it wasn't immediate, but over that course that year, as I would do that, as I would put the dish on, on the counter and turn away and walk away and find myself two steps away, stopping and turning around and triggering. That's not the best I can do. Taking that damn dish and putting it in the, in the, in the dishwasher. And I, I let, I do the dishes now for the most part of the house. I was not a dish guy now. Like I've just started to work in these things. I still have issues. I've got to take care of my truck and certain other things. I haven't been able to lick those yet. Yeah. But, um, but what happened was as, as I started to release and remove this clutter, the big stuff started to creep through and show through and probably three quarters of the way through that year, I got just really excited. This business idea had started to kind of, you know, take mold and, and we had started to kind of sell a couple things in, in carrot before it was carrot before it was still this test idea. Um, and I'm like, you know what, this is, this is what I'm going to focus on. As soon as I decided to focus on one thing, focus on taking care of the little things, the big idea for carrot and the big idea for everything that we're doing outside of carrot, the loft and all that kind of stuff percolated at that time. It's like, Oh dude. Yeah. That's so good. This I like, cause I think that's so relatable too. that. Like, it's not just about learning to do things quality. I think that's a byproduct of this Mm -hmm. idea of like, I can do better, but also getting rid like, man, those little things clutter your head, right? Mm -hmm. Like how many of us, when we go home and your house is dirty, have trouble just thinking about anything other than the fact that you probably should be cleaning, but you don't want to. Yeah, right? totally. Like, so that is so, that's just awesome. Totally. And, and I'll yeah. kind of wrap this long ass question with this, but okay. so where, where, my, yeah. where my purpose came. So once again, that year, my purpose was to look back at the end of the year and, and without any, you know, with complete conviction say, yes, I did the best I could do it at most everything that year. And, and I, I believe that I achieved that that year. It was a really cool year. I didn't make hardly any money that year, but it was a really cool huh. year. Yeah. Um, and then my purpose didn't come until after we had started Carrot because, you know, it, it was like this byproduct of, okay, I, I was able to cl- declutter. I was able to enjoy the finer things, get rid of a lot of the small clutter. And, and that builds up over time. So uh, it, it's you're not going to get rid of it once. It's going to be gone. It's going to be right. a continual effort to go through and do that decluttering in your brain and in your life. We call it pumpkin planning because of the book the pumpkin planets it's, it's what it's all about man it's like trimming off all the extra vines so you can focus on the one big pumpkin so it grows big yeah. um check out that blog post guys and gals it's the most shared i think it's three or four or five hundred shares on facebook um on uh that one it's called um how a pumpkin how a pumpkin farmer changed my life it's on our blog over at mm-hmm. on carrot.com forward slash blog um but yeah we launched the business man and so that was still a byproduct of me doing the best i could do focusing on one idea was the launch of the business it wasn't until probably a year into the business that i then went man we're not building a business just for the sake of growing because if you're if you're always looking at revenue numbers never end so you're never going to be happy when you're just chasing revenue right. so i had fulfilled focusing on one business i had fulfilled starting something i felt that we could we could build a great business that matched all those things it was going to build a business that would help us live our passion help fuel our passions okay it wasn't my passion this business specifically real estate and software is not my passion but i absolutely love what we're doing with it and i love the product and i love how we're serving our clients 
Um, but then it was probably year in, like I said, where then I'm like, man, we've got to have a bigger goal for why we're doing this. It can't be just revenue and it can't be just customer numbers and it can't be just doses of awesomeness that we get. Oh, well, those are awesome. It can't be that. And we started to ask the question, why? So why would we want to grow? Why do we want to get to this amount of revenue this year? Uh, is it just because we want to grow? If that's the case, let's not grow. Let's just hang out and make the revenue we're making and cut our hours back um, and enjoy life. We need to have a specific reason why we're growing revenue. Because when, gro- when revenue grows, usually that means an extra commitment of some sort, an extra commitment of time, an extra commitment of mental energy, whatever. So at that time, I'm like, man, I'm really enjoying people. I'm really enjoying the people that are around me. I'm really enjoying the people in the loft and bringing people in that I can amplify, that I can pour into. And yeah. that, that where my personal mission came out was to, to, amplify, to amplify leaders. Because I know when I can bring guys like you in where I can you know, pour into you a little bit, you're going to amplify your effect by 10 or 100 times. And yeah. I think that's how I make my greatest, my greatest difference in the world. This podcast is an example of that. We didn't start it to teach you how to how to write up a contract as a wholesaler. Uh, we started it because I want to talk about things I want to talk about that are hopefully going to amplify leaders to do better. Um, and that led into our newest iteration of our mission here at Carrot, which we iterated it in January because I think your mission does adjust as you go. And uh, our newest mission is to is to uh, add humanity back to business and help people regain the precious time in life that matters, or precious time in life for the things that matter. Um, has nothing to do with real estate, nothing to do with software, but everything to do with helping people, um, aspire to greater things, aspire to run their businesses in a greater way, aspire to hold other companies after they work with carrot at a higher regard because our, the the experience they had with us is so amazing. And then the second thing is we want to make sure that we're helping you regain time as an entrepreneur, because that time is, is the most important thing that you have. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, dude. Um, <laughs> that was a long question. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, and that's that that, was, but that's oh man, that's just gold, man. I, I get excited about stuff, man. And I kind of yeah, tend to go know, too long too. and stuff. Yeah, I know, I <laughs> but, know, dude. Um, well, we're getting a little bit lengthy here, I mm-hmm. think, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we should do like a part two to this idea of purpose because that yeah. seems to be where this is going. And I, I mean, man, like for for listeners like it seems like the big takeaway at least like this is just what i love is this idea of like um doing everything you do the best you can you Mm -hmm. know and and i just love that and and like realizing that it's your your goals in life shouldn't be about money you know they need to be bigger than that and and uh and deeper than that they need to have a purpose and uh a goal um that involves who you are knowing who you are and Mm -hmm. um and following that Yep, exactly. And I'll kind of put a little, put a little bow around some of those big ideas. So if you're banging your head against the wall to try and try to find your passion, stop Mm -hmm. or, or not your passion, your purpose, stop, because you you can make your purpose. Like, like I said, for this next 12 months to do the best you can do, make that your purpose. If you're, if you're just struggling to find your purpose, when you do that, your purpose is going to find you. Um, yeah, the next thing, take care of the small things. When you take care of the small things, the big things are going to, going to fall into place a lot easier. Um, and then the passion, you know, uh, don't, don't 
don't pressure yourself to have to build a business around your passion. Um, if, if you're not passionate about real estate, don't go around telling people I'm so passionate about real estate. I don't really know hardly anyone who's passionate about real estate. And if I'd like to meet the person, like I, I, I in my brain, I can't formulate why, why someone would be passionate about an inanimate object like that. But um, I think you can be passionate about the effect that you're having while leveraging real estate as the, as the vehicle, um, which is what we're doing here. You know, it's like build a business that fuels your passion, find the vehicle that's going to best help you do that. Um, mm -hmm. If it's real estate, amazing, do that. Um, and there's a couple of tidbits in here that you put in these notes. I think they'd be good little things just to add in here, but yeah. You, you put in here during some of those setbacks, during some of those times and things just aren't going right. You know, how, how do you keep a positive attitude? You know, what kind of mentality do you need to have while you, while you kind of have you're going through these storms? And for me, a couple quick things for me, you've got to surround yourself with an environment that has triggers that puts you in that uh, right behind me, dude. So. Uh, this this uh, canvas, everyone on our team at Christmas time with some other stuff got a canvas with a quote that they sent us a quote in November. The quote that, that they said was speaking the most to them in their life at that moment. And so we took them and made them canvases and everyone has those in their office spaces now. So mine mm. is Action Express's priorities because uh, last year I was doing a lot of things that, that were not necessarily what my brain was saying was my highest priority. And, um, and so this year I want to really focus on making sure that my priorities in life are the things that actually are in my calendar. They're the things I actually are doing instead of the things I'm saying are priority and not doing. So that's integrity is what that is. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, the, the next thing after you're surrounding yourself with a great environment is you've got to surround yourself with great people and you've like, you've got to, if you have people who are negative and bringing you down, uh, you've got to limit the time with those people. Even if it's your, your, your spouse, like I know that sounds weird, but if your spouse is bringing you down all the time, you've got to have like serious conversations with them and say, Hey, you know, I would really love us to have an empowering, amazing, empowering conversation. What can I do to help pour into you to rid, to get rid of some of that negativity? Cause it's not serving anyone. Um, and then start to surround both of you guys with things that give positivity. If there's TV shows that are making, making you guys negative, watching all the murder mysteries and stuff, watch some of those, watch some of those if you like doing that, but also fit in some amazing documentaries that, that, that lift you up. Uh, there's yeah. one I just discovered yesterday from one of our team members here or not team members, one of the guys renting here in the office, which is a great example of surrounding yourself with a great environment. Um, Brian came in here at, at five o'clock last night, he works in a different company, but he works here. I purposefully collect people in, in the loft who are empowering, who are great people. And he came in and was like, man, watch this documentary series uh, yesterday. Amazing. He explained it to me. Um, it's called the kindness diaries and you guys can find it on Netflix. It's amazing, man. Like you can't watch one of those episodes and not be empowered about humanity and just, and just do it. So switch some of your patterns from things that are disempowering you and putting you in a negative mindset to things that fully empower you and see, see the greatness of humanity around you. And, uh, man, it's those things alone are just biggies. I could keep on going on and on Yeah, little things, dude, quote books. Um, I surround myself with these. I write little, I write, I have hundreds of these things in my office and I'll open them up and, um, I'll look at a quote and read it. If I'm thinking about someone, gratitude is the biggest tool that you can use for getting yourself in a, a positive mindset. Again, if I'm mm -hmm. thinking about someone I'm grateful for, man, oftentimes I'll whip out a quote book. I'll find a quote that, that in my mind, um, explains them to me or, you know, relates to them. I'll write a note, circle it. Also, I'll send it to them in the mail or pop it in their desk. Um, or I'll write a thank you note. <laughs> we've got uh 
one of our core values is, is, is gratitude. And we've got these things that we gave to our team members. It's a big old box of thank you cards. Uh, it's for a year. You send out one a week. And uh, the cool thing is you know, I got one this week from one of our team members, from Alex, just thanking, thanking me for, you know, just showing his gratitude for things that I'm doing for the company. Mm-hmm. So, man, if you do those things, you're going to have a rock-solid mindset and you're going to be able to lift out of those, those valleys a lot quicker. That's cool. That's good. We could do a whole nother one on gratitude too. Totally. <laughs> like, dude, totally. totally good. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, do you want, do you want to kind of, uh, wrap it up here or do you want me to hit you with like one more or what do you, what do you think here? If, if you've got a burning question, man, hit, hit me with it. I mean, people can always hit stop yeah. and bail from the podcast, but if they're, yeah, if they're or enjoying watch this. the rest later. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so let me, oh man. Yeah, I wrote too many questions down in here, evidently. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay. Um, this might be like a it, – it's sort of general, um, and I think you've covered this already a little bit. But I think that it's it's a, a good one um, to finish on is uh, for, for the aspiring entrepreneur, entrepreneur um, with this idea of like setbacks, What if, if you could give them – you know, one piece of advice, what would that be? You know, the, the person who hasn't yet become an entrepreneur, but has that sort of mindset and really knows that that's probably where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of, what, what's like the biggest piece of advice you could give them? And maybe, maybe it's just reiterating something we've already mm-hmm. said. Um, but what is that, that that they need to know going into it? Yep. Two, two things, man. So two things. Um, one of them, and these are both cliche. You've heard them before, but they're so so true. And dude, I I heard this quote that if if um if if you run across something that's cliche, it probably means that it's a true statement. Right, um, right, exactly. And yeah. So, and so so now so now like I don't I don't look at cliches as oh it's just this corny kind of whatever. It's like if it's cliche, it's probably true. So pay attention to it. Um. So basically, the the, the two things are that are this. Uh kind of going back to that don't quit thing, like honestly, just don't quit. Right. So there's, there's a certain time in whatever that you should probably, you know, hang up the, hang up the gloves and go, well, this didn't work. Right. And and I'm not saying to keep on going with something that is absolutely not going to work. But what I, what I am saying is, is, is have the mentality that it's, it's a matter of, of when, not if. And I know when I was just getting started as an entrepreneur, and I would always have that question, it's like, man, when is this going to like, or is, is this even going to work? You know, uh, did I, did I, did I choose to do the right thing? Should I have got a job? Um, man, is this going to work? Uh, man, what, what if this doesn't work? That kind of thing. And it's about yeah. eight months through, I'm like, you know what? That's just BS. Cause I'm, I'm already defeating myself. If I'm, if I'm saying, I wonder if this doesn't work. The, the two things I had to do to, to prove that this could work is, are there other people that are already doing this successfully? And the answer clearly was yes. Like, yeah. well, of course there's, yeah. So I know it's not impossible. So the only question is, can I figure it out? And will I stick with it long enough to make it happen? That was the only question. Like it wasn't, right. it wasn't, this will not work. So whenever, whenever we'll get people going, ah, you know, it's a, a SEO or pay-per-click doesn't work for me. I'm like, nah, you didn't, you didn't make it work. So it wasn't an issue with SEO or pay-per-click. It was an issue with you not figuring it out or getting the resources to do so and quitting too early. So that's on you, not on us. And, uh, yeah. And so that's the first thing. Adopt the mentality of it's only a matter of when this is going to happen, not if. Because then you're always going to push through. You're always going to you're going to have a setback and go, okay, now I learned another thing not to do. 
<laughs> and I'll, I will go through and, and, and I'm going to keep on piling up in my brain all these things I shouldn't do next time. So then next time I want to start another thing, um, I'm going to be able to motor through these things a lot quicker. So don't, don't, don't get discouraged because every single one of those little failures or setbacks is something ideally you don't do again. And you're just going to accelerate that for the next time. Um, the, the, the next thing after that on the setbacks is, is kind of like, like I was saying, just make sure that you have that, make, make sure that you have something that you are, um, centering yourself with that, that, that you can appreciate the journey that you're in versus comparing yourself against the ideal self. Right. And anytime that we compare ourselves against something else that is not us at that time, it's always a losing proposition, right? So let's say that you're married and, and you're, you're, you're mentally or subconsciously con comparing yourself or comparing your spouse against someone else out there, losing proposition, unless your spouse is always the one who wins out, right? Um, right. <laughs> uh, it's a losing proposition if you compare yourself and your brain about, man, here's where I want to get in my life, but I'm not there yet. Like you're beating yourself up. And the thing is uh, that your ideal self is like a horizon. As you get closer to the horizon on a ship, the horizon moves out. You can never reach the horizon. You never can. But if, if instead you're not chasing after the horizon, you're not chasing after, after this ideal self, and we've, always, we've always got to be looking at the horizon. We've got to know it's there. But we've also got to recognize that it changes and you'll never, ever reach it because it always changes. So we can't base our happiness on something we can never reach. But what we can do is we can instead go, you know what? There's milestones that I can actually do to, 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 to success, to succeed and celebrate. So if I'm on, if I'm, if I'm in a boat, horizons where we're going, sweet, recognize it's going to change. That doesn't affect your happiness at all. But now we have different waypoints. We've got islands. So let's, let's travel to this island. I can hit that island. I can jump off that island. I can actually get there. I can jump off and celebrate it. And then, then I can go look back, look back and go, man, look how far we came. You know, I'm really grateful for the distance we came. We made some ground. It wasn't easy. Yeah. We made some ground. Now let's get back on that boat. We're going to hit the next island now and hit that next island, hop off, celebrate it, look back and go, man, look at the distance we came. Let's be grateful for it. So that to me is a biggie as, as a new entrepreneur is got to adopt that mindset. You cannot be comparing yourself against other people or your ideal self because you'll never reach it. Um, and even if you compare yourself against someone else, dude, let's say you reach what they are. As soon as you reach what they are, you're already going to have shifted your brain to someone else who's higher. And the horizon is somewhere else now, it's right? Like, it yeah. doesn't make sense, but we all do yep. it. It's, it's a constant yep, struggle. It's a constant right. struggle. I still have it too. But yeah. the more that I recognize and set waypoints and celebrate those and turn around and look back and be grateful, the journey truly is, once again, cliche, the journey truly is the part that matters, yeah. not the destination. Yeah, it's about the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that I mean, and those tie in perfectly with that don't give up idea, you mm -hmm. know. Um, which is really powerful. Well, that's awesome, dude. Those are, those are really good. Like, um, totally cliche, but <laughs> but like so true though, you mm -hmm. know. And I I mean, and I love the way you say them because you put them in a little bit different light. So I think it'll resonate. I know it resonates with me. I'm sure, sure it'll resonate with other people too. Uh, but yeah, that that is awesome. I I appreciate you uh, taking some time to answer my questions, dude. And I appreciate your time hopping on here. And uh, yeah, it's, it's funny as we were talking about doing a podcast, a couple of the other team members popped through and like, I want to do a podcast. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's and, awesome. and, and it's something That's I've awesome. talked about with other guys. And like Alex, is like I'm ready to do a podcast. I'm like, dude, come up with some talking points, man. So we're gonna do yeah. more of these. Like, so we're we're gonna do more of these. One of our missions this year here at Carrot, one of our core focuses, is to come out from behind the scenes a little bit and teach you guys what we're doing in our businesses. So that means yanking some of our team members out from behind the scenes and let's get you up there and talking. And I don't think this will be the last time that you're on a podcast, man, um, with us. Like I can see you know, in the future, you hopping on and teaching some of the craft. You know, once you really get really good at certain things, yeah. and I appreciate you uh, you coming on and, and firing some good questions my way. Definitely, man. No, it was it, this was fun, and I uh, I'm excited to do it again. Awesome, dude. Well, Mike, <laughs> yeah. thanks, buddy, and everyone. Uh, yep. Appreciate your time. Listen to this. If if this resonated with you, if one part of this resonated with you, please, please, please go away and do that. Don't don't miss this opportunity to implement this in your life today. Because as an, another cliche, as, as they say, tomorrow never comes because there's always another tomorrow, right? So implement something today. Trigger something new in your brain in your life to make something big happen for you today. And I want you to look back in a year and, and go, man, that moment that I chose to make a decision to change this thing completely changed the course of my life. And, and this call can do that for you if it's the right timing for you and if you let it. So I appreciate your time. Uh, Mike, appreciate your time, man. Everyone check out the other episodes of the CarrotCast at CarrotCast.com. And uh, please give us a rating on iTunes. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with other people who you think can benefit from this message and uh, give us a rating on iTunes. Until next time, thank you. Thank you.